Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Good morning. How many people believe that heaven is now? Well, if you don't believe it, we're going to discover it together over the next five, actually six weeks. We are going to actually be launching our new series. I'm introducing it today, but we're going to dig into it starting next week. But I wanted to say, I'm just so impressed with our creative team to put together videos like this. And next week, by the way, next week, you're going to have access to to get a book I'm just going to actually put this out here right now, because I woke up this morning saying, maybe I'm going to make a few phone calls this week, but I'm going to put it out to you, the congregation. We were going to have you buy the book for $5, just our cost, to get it printed and what have you, and, and uh, it was be five bucks. But then I thought, wouldn't it be amazing just to give the book to anybody who wants one? Now, you don't have to buy it, but to do that, I would need somebody to just like come up with Well, tell me, this 400 books times five is 2,000. So I need a couple of you to, at the end of the service, to write a check for that. Would that be okay? Because because I really want us just to be able to give it to you, but we, we need some help. So if that is you, that you can just say, hey, you know what, I can write a check for 500, 1,000, or I can just write a check for 2,000, or... That's fine. Do, do I have anybody right now that just wants to... I'm just kidding. But I do, I really do want somebody. I just feel like it, it's this, this, what God is releasing through this Saved project, this series called Saved, I think will have ripple effects that begins to prepare us for what God continues to have for us. This project Saved is not really just about some good idea. It's about God's idea. Remember we said last week, we said, if our, God's, if, if our idea is not God's idea, it's a bad idea. bad idea. And hopefully you didn't have any bad ideas uh, this, this week. Well, we're starting this, this new series, but before we do, I, I want us to just take a few moments. This is 9-11 today. And if you are over a certain age, you would probably remember what took place and where you were on 9-11 so many years ago. Would we just take a few moments uh, and just be silent and just remember the families who still, today's a painful day for them. But then also in your prayer of silence, ask us to be a nation once again under God. This world is crying out for answers, and we know the only answer is found in Jesus Christ. Let's just take a few moments and be silent. Amen. The other thing is, uh, I just want to bring to your attention, we live busy lives. We might not be aware, but our uh, local primary elections are this week. Um, I'm going to be sending you a link on our Grace Capital Church Pembroke 
Facebook page. If you do not have, are not linked on yet, you want to make sure that is. I'm going to send you a link to an organization called Cornerstone that has ranked all of our candidates with regards to biblical values, who stands for biblical values. I want you to check that out, and I really want you to go vote. I do believe that as followers of Jesus, we, it is our responsibility to place people in offices that uphold biblical values. So I just wanted to remind you that as well. All right, let's pray, and then we'll, we'll open into this new series. Father, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for the, the launch of this new series. God, I thank you for everyone who is here, who are seeking your face, who realize that they're here because, God, you give us answers to our life, that you can help us to live more successfully by the, by the way that we follow you and by the way that we understand what your word says. God, you have great things in store for us, and let us find more of your truth this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, if you put the mission statement up on the um, screen for us, this is our mission of Grace Capital Church, unless you didn't realize it. It is go create communities that develop people, families, and leaders to know and enjoy the presence of God and to restore every person, town, and city. A mission statement is only good as we live it out. And one of our values, and we did the Awakening series last year at this time, and one of our values is you and me make us, which really is the idea of community. Go create communities. Why is that a part of our mission? It's because we truly understand the way that God has designed us. He's designed us that we're better together. We're better together. And we need to function in these life-giving communities. I can't tell you how many stories I have heard of how people's lives have been changed because they are in community with one another. And I'll tell you what, you are going to get, you're going to come up with all the reasons and the excuses, and they're not bad excuses, they're just reasons why you can't be involved in a life group this year or this fall. But I want to challenge you in something. I want to challenge you to find a way to get plugged in. And the reason I'm saying that is because not just so we can have, hey, how many life groups can we get? Has nothing to do with that. Has everything to do with you. That we believe your life is better when you're doing it with somebody else who can stand in the gap with you, who can pray for you, who can do life with you. Well, the interesting thing is... Um, Solomon, who is known, what do we know Solomon for? Wisdom. He was the wisest guy. He wasn't a wise guy. He was the wisest guy. He was the wisest guy, the Bible says. It's interesting. I, when I was young, I began, I loved reading Proverbs. That was probably the first book that I just kind of dug into when I, was, when I was a teenager. And I remember in the beginning of this little book, uh, my dad had given it to me. Um, it was just the book of Proverbs. It, it said something about Solomon and how he could have asked for riches and how he could have asked for all of these things. But when the Lord asked him for this one thing, he asked for wisdom, and then he got all the riches. So as a kid, I was like, man, I worked for Solomon. It better work for me. And I started praying for wisdom. Mind you, my heart was not really, I was like, man, I want those riches too. I didn't want all the wives. 
That was a bad idea for Solomon. We know that was a bad idea for Solomon. But and as a young guy, it's like, man, he figured it out. Ask for wisdom. Well, wisdom is good, but it all starts by the fear of the Lord, which is God is our first and foremost place of wisdom. It's not just for wisdom's sake. But Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes, and if you'll open your Bibles to Ecclesiastes, you're like, man, that's not one we spend a lot of time in. Where's Ecclesiastes? Simply take your Bible, crack it into the middle. You're either going to find you're in Psalms, Song of Solomon, or Ecclesiastes. And Ecclesiastes is right in there. And this week, if you wouldn't mind taking some time to read Ecclesiastes, it's, it's a pretty thought-provoking book because Solomon writes this. It doesn't go on to name that it was definitely Solomon, but most scholars believe it was Solomon who wrote this. And he wrote this later in his life, and he understands all the things he was chasing of the world. He loves this phrase, was meaningless. All these things under the sun, basically all these earthly things that he was pursuing was all meaningless. And in the middle of all of these things that he's saying is meaningless, these pursuits of the world, that he goes on to say this. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation because I, I love the way it says. But Ephesians chapter, sorry, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12, it says this. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are better. For a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Solomon, who is the wisest guy, understands the importance of being in community with one another. I need a volunteer this morning. I'm just going to try something out here. All right, James, jump on up here. And um, so let me just get a little piece right here of this. I grabbed this from my son's gym bag, so if it smells, you'll know why. Oh, is he here? He's, oh, he's back there on the video switcher. All right, so, so what we're going to do here, uh, James, is we're going to take this. This is a little stretchy fabric here. Here we go. Hey, Abby, can I just have you come up here, and while I'm doing this, can you just kind of like get some strands about this, this long right here, unravel that? This is my daughter, Abigail. Everybody say, hi, Abby. All right. Oh, we got a few claps too, Abby. Not bad. All right. So, James, you and I, this is a single strand. Okay? You got that? Yes. There's no trick here, right? This is just a single strand. All right. So what we're going to do, I'm kidding with you. There's no trick. All right. So what we're going to do is we're just going to pull this and see how easy it is to... Wow, it's pretty stretchy. All right. Didn't take too long, right? It's pretty easy to... You want to try it again? Was that fun? Yes. All right, let's do it again. So let's, here we go. All right, so now the next thing is, that's a single strand cord. It, it does not hold together very easy. Now, here's, how are we doing with that, Abby? It's not working. It's not working, all right. So let's take this. The other thing is, who is really fast at braiding? You are? Come on up here, um, Brandy. Now, I did try this last night just to make sure my illustration would work, and uh, I actually know how to braid. I know that's kind of 
Is that not very manly of me, that I know how to braid? But the reason being is I, um, I grew up on a horse farm, and I used to have to braid my, my horse's mane. So anyway, so we're going to take this here, and Abby, you can grab a few more. I need like maybe five more of those strands. Can you do that? All right, so Brandy, I'm going to hold this end. You can stay up here, James. And there's three things here I want you to braid. Now, don't braid super tight because we'll be up here forever, and this is just an illustration. So, oh, very well done. Okay, maybe a little bit tighter. You're doing a good job. Oh, nice. Do you braid your own hair? Yeah, okay. Do you braid anybody else's hair? My daughter's. Your daughter's hair? And Cody's occasionally. And Cody's. Cody's hair's not long enough to braid, I don't think. <laughs> Cody, do, you know, do we know something about you? Do you have a wig that you put on occasionally? That... Cody. All right, so this is good. Keep going. Oh, I like... You're pretty quick. All right, so, so Solomon... I'll just kind of talk while she's doing this here. So Solomon, who is super wise, as we had said, understood the importance of having people in your life. He says, one by itself, we, we can't def defend all the attacks that come against us. At least two, you can stand back to back and, you know, picture somebody with swords. When you get to the end, Brandy, uh, you're doing a great job. You can just tie it in a knot. So when you get back to back, you can at least see the enemy's attack, right? But even still, it's two is not as good as three. And so, great job, Brandy. All right, so you can just tie it in a knot right there. And uh, so we're going to try this illustration. This is a three-stranded cord. What I can... Hey, Brandy, let me help you out. Brandy, 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 let me help you out. Uh, see, I'm just going to do it like this. I'm going to do a man, a man knot here. All right. So, by the way, Brandy can sit down now. Thank you so much. Give her a big hand. All right. How, how come... Abigail, how come there's a big ball of stuff over here? Are we having yeah. troubles? Yeah. All right. So, now, James, let's try this. This is a three-corded um, strand. It says it's not easily broken. So, do we want to just try one again to see how easy it was to break? Let's try this one again. All right. Let's go pull. Oh, very easy. Okay. So, that's not very good. Did you want to do it again? Sure. All right. Okay. We do that. All right. Put that over. Right. Now, let's do this one. Okay. Okay, 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 nice, come on, James, are you strong? Come on, let's give us some muscle here. Okay, let's give James a big hand. Obviously, you can go down now. Thank you so much, Abigail Warren, very big help. Now, what I was going to do, but then I just realized it took way too long for that illustration. I was going to do three braided strands and we would do a tug of war and literally would not break. But you got the point. A three-stranded cord is not easily broken. Solomon, who understood the importance of having people in your life and just not fake Facebook friends. Those are not genuine people in your life. You need people who, when life circumstance gets down, that you have somebody who can get flesh to flesh, who can be in your life, who can look in your eyes and say, you say you're okay, but you're not okay. How can I pray with you? 
how can I pray with you? We've been doing a life group at Grace Capital Church for as long as I have been here. And I've been here 17, 16, 17 years. We've had life groups in our homes most all the time. And we've led life group. I want you to look at this next slide. So if we're better together, then we're worse apart. Is that a true statement? So look to your neighbor and say, we're better together. So my question is, if we know this, how many people want to be better or how many people want to be worse? You see, because at some point in time in our life, we're going to have to say, we're going to make decisions in life that's going to help me be more successful in life. Or we're just going to let life run us. Do you want to run your life or do you want life to run you? I have to tell you, I've learned this, that, that life will consume you if you're not intentional on how you want to live your life. There's a level of intentionality that, that we need to have in our life when we're saying we're making decisions of following Jesus and following his ways. The reason why we gather together is to worship. The reason why we're in community with one another is because we're better together. And we're going to make a decision to say, how do I connect with another person? And life group is just a way that we do that. We support you. We organize these for you. So allowing you to be in community with one another. I want to show you just a couple testimonies. The first testimony is this. Life group was a lifeboat for my wife and I during our battle with breast cancer. It was comforting to be in the thoughts and prayers of others. The power of doing life together has positively transformed our lives. That was from Dan Hudson. I have another um, quote. These quotes, by the way, I just randomly asked a few people this past week, can you tell me what life group has meant to you? This is another quote. I feel like I am in the infancy of my spiritual journey and I'm in my 50s. Participating in a life group community has been life-changing for me. The initial awkwardness, vulnerability, and self-consciousness I felt quickly went away, and I've grown in my relationship with Jesus. That was from Cindy Juno. Unsolicited, well, I solicited a quote, but unsolicited in what they were going to say. I want to tell you, though, about these two people. Dan Hudson and Cindy Juno are my neighbors. And a year ago, they didn't know Jesus. But it took the courage of myself, when we say, courage, aren't you a pastor? Shouldn't you be like, no problem with that? Hello, I'm just like you. I'm trying to follow Jesus just like you. And when we started the Awakening series, I, I knew them because they were friends of my kids. These were the parents of my kids' friends. And I said, would you come and, and be a part? 
We saw them. We saw them in church on Christmas and maybe Easter. But I would have to say they didn't understand what it was to have a relationship with Jesus. And they came to our house. And all of them have busy, busy lives. But for some reason, as much as we wanted to kick them out of the house sometimes, they kept coming. <laughs> as much as everybody had busy schedules, they never missed. Because they found the value of being in relationship with one another. Because they understood as one was battling with breast cancer, as another one was trying to figure out how do I navigate life and, and what does this mean to follow Jesus? We told them that we were probably not going to be able to be hosting and leading life group again this, this year up in, up in Gilmington because we wanted to lead one in Concord. And, and they said, no, you can't do that. You have to. I said, all right. One more time through the fall, but by the way, I'm turning this group over to you. And you know, they'll do it. They will lead. Because there's something so powerful when we come together and explore God's word together. That three-corded strand is so hard to break. But we need that in our life. We need that in our life. We know that we're going to have all kinds of reasons why it will not work. I've got young kids. I've got to put them to bed. Well, for us, that's why we hosted Life Group, because we could put them to bed. It's funny, the other day, my... Well, not the other day. A little while ago, my... Daughter was recounting. Now she's older. You saw her up here. She goes, Dad, I remember you had life group and you put us to bed, but I didn't really sleep. She goes, I snuck down and sat on the stairs and so I could listen to you. <laughs> uh, but all the lives that we get to touch when we're connected with one another, the three-corded strand is not easily broken. Church, I want to let you know that we need to be in each other's lives. We need to be in community. To live a successful life following Jesus, you can't do it alone. And you can't just do it by coming to church on Sunday. This is a great opportunity. This is beautiful coming into this place and worshiping God together. And it's exciting. We get to celebrate who God is, and we get to engage with one another, but not at the level that we need to to get through successfully in life. Today, we're going to encourage you to go check out our life group tables. Find a group that meets your needs. There's a couple groups that meet here right at the church. There's groups that meet in communities all around us and different nights and different times. And we will help you find a community that works for you. Because we so believe in what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes that a three-corded strand is not easily broken. 
I want success for you. I want success for your life. And Jesus knew. Why do you think in the early times that they met house to house while they also, by the way, met in the temple? I would say this is kind of your temple meeting. It's your large group gathering. But they met house to house, sharing a meal together. Life group. There's going to be some worship. There's going to be some food. There's going to be great fellowship. But I also would want to challenge you this. We're going to do a book together. It's called Saved. It's a series that we've put together for you. It's a book that our creative team has put together graphically through the content of the devotions of our staff people and a collective effort from our worship people where we've produced worship for you, that we're going to have this rich experience that you can feel free to get plugged in, but also to invite your neighbors. You see, this series on Saved is really understanding what it means to live a sozo life. And when I say sozo, what does sozo mean? Sozo means saved. It's the Greek word for saved. And when you understand that saved has so many layers, it has such deeper meaning than just the word that we use in English, that when we unpack what it means to really be saved, we're not going to be waiting for some eternity to start some point in time. We're going to realize that when we make a decision to follow Jesus, heaven starts now. It's exciting. It's exciting that we realize that we have now an open heaven to us, that what, ha- what we see in heaven can we can actually have access to today if the worship team wants to come up. I'm excited not because we've put together something I think really incredible to serve you, but I'm excited because of what this is going to do in your life, in your heart, in your community, in your neighborhood, in your home, in our kids' schools. I think this idea of what it means to be saved has been relegated to a decision. And when we realize that there's so much more to being saved than just saying a prayer, that more people say, how do I find this Jesus and how do I give my life to him? Would you go on this journey together with us? For the next five weeks, we are going to unpack this together every week taking on a different component of what that word saved sozo means and then during the week you're going to get together in a small group and you're going to discuss that even further you're going to watch a a video and there's going in your book there's going to be some fill in the blanks and as you watch the video you fill in the blanks there's a section called robbers in there those robbers are the false thinking that we sometimes have and then we get to discuss those things. There's a section in there. It's called Pause to Ponder. It's actually, after you watch it, we will have 
giving you some discussion questions to ponder, and then you'll talk about it in your group. God is doing something new. And I believe that this is a tool that he's giving us to unlock something in each one of us. And I think it's best unlocked when you can do it in a safe environment within a community of people to discuss this together. My heart is that everyone is in one. Everyone is in a life group. Everyone is in one. But it's going to take a decision from you. Are you going to rearrange your life to make this a priority? Are you going to suppress your initial feelings of anxiety? Oh man, I can't stand small groups. I'm going to have to talk. I can't hide. I know it's hard for you introverts. But we've trained our leaders to let you be you. Nobody's going to put you on the spot until you're ready. It's a safe place. It's designed to help you grow. So today, when we're done worshiping together, I want to encourage every single one of you to head down to the gym. Find a group. Now, if all of a sudden... The names fill up like, man, there's 30 people signed up on this one life group. We'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. We'll find room and we'll find another home and we'll we'll make sure there's room for everyone that wants to be a part of the group. Father, we thank you so much for how you designed us. You've designed us to be in community and you've designed us to be in each other's lives. When we think about those testimonies, God, we don't know what life is going to throw at us next week, next month. And we don't know how important that group is going to be for us. Job changes, stresses in life deaths, sicknesses, celebrations, just getting through life. We need each other. We're better together. We want to be better, Lord. We don't want to be worse. want to explore together what it means to not be saved but to live saved God I pray that as we do this together that this would be a catalyst for you to continue to do amazing things through our lives as we follow you Jesus because it's about you it's about your kingdom in Jesus name Let's worship together. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. 
if you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England. Or, if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 